some of the, the suppositions of, of why he went to the upper room. First of all, where is this story located on the map of the world? It's in Babylon. West of Jerusalem. And that is hot. Have you seen pictures of Babylon? Do <clears throat> you remember the uh, Persian Gulf War? Remember any of those pictures? What did you see a lot of? Desert. Sand. Camels. Sand and heat. And the waves of heat rippling up. So it's, it's uh, yes, they're by the, the, the sea, the river of Babylon, but in Middle Eastern culture, the breezes are blowing up here. Not down here so much. He got down on the knees. <laughs> no! <laughs> Three! Three! He opened the window. Now, why did he open the window? It was because he was going to pray. I don't always open the window when I pray. But it's hot. We don't know why he opened the window, except that, except that, this is what he did. It's giving us a precise account of what he did. He went home, he went to an upper room, he opened the window so he could pray towards Jerusalem. He may have been a, over a thousand miles away, but he faced the place where the temple had been where his relationship with his God was riveted. And uh, he opened the window. It's also, it says, when he knew the thing was signed, he didn't try to hide out his prayer, did he? He opened the window. And what did he do next? Now, look at the scriptures. Sequentially. No. Uh, not yet. Come on now. Come on now. Maybe you have a different copy of God's Word than I do. I, maybe, uh, Daniel chapter 6, where we're at, right? Daniel chapter 6. We began in verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, yeah, we haven't got there yet. We're still knelt down. Don't rush me. Don't rush me. Why did he kneel down? What is the significance of kneeling down? Humility. To kneel before the Lord. To, to kneel down. How many of you have difficulty kneeling down today? Uh, not the first option. I'm so glad it's not a requirement to kneel when you pray. Amen. My problem with kneeling when I pray is after I pray. Getting up. Yes, getting up. I have to, I'm like the person that says, well, I just fell. I'm down on the floor. And I gotta, I gotta figure out if there's anything else I can do while I'm down here. Because I, I can't get up. Uh, it's always interesting. It's not a requirement but Daniel was 
This was his pattern. He knelt down. He changed his position. It wasn't just a, it was something that he did. How many of you like to walk and pray? I do. Walk and pray. I'm not talking Chinese walk. I'm talking about walking. Walk and pray. Uh, how many of you uh, pray while you're driving? Keep your eyes open. Don't, don't close your eyes. <laughs> How many of you uh, like to just come in a little bit early to the service and just pray? How many of you like to go to the altar and pray, either kneel or stand? And do you have a special place in your house? Yeah. yeah many do. I had a, a fellow, it was a, he was a part of the church in... Uh, Eastgate in Reynoldsburg. I can't remember his name. I, he was only there for a, a brief while. He passed away. But he invited me over to his house. He had visited the church. I went over to visit him. I'm going to take you to my prayer closet. And uh, it was just him by himself. And he took one bedroom and he removed everything from the room except a kneeling pad with a Bible on the top, pad of paper, and he had pictures of different people around that he was praying for, oh, different churches and whatever. And when you when you walked into, he says, "Wait a minute, would you please remove your shoes?" He had a thing that every day when he went to his prayer closet, he would remove his shoes, walk inside. He had a new kind of carpet, nice carpet in there, and spend his time in prayer. No clocks were allowed. He had, would you leave your watch outside, please? <laughs> he had a little shelf there. You can put your watch down and, and uh, leave it there. And uh, went in for it. It's a sign of humility, but the bowing of the head. What are some other positions of prayer or different aspects of how one can pray. Laying down, laying prostrate, falling prostrate before the Lord and talking to God. What are some other ways? Other positions of prayer? Laying on your back. Laying on your back, looking up. Sometimes it takes that. When you're flat on your back, the only way to look is up. Amen. What are some other aspects of different positions or aspects of prayer? What does the Bible say? That would be a good point. What does the Bible say how some people pray? Lift up holy hands. The Lord said, I would that people everywhere would pray, lifting up holy hands to the Lord. A sign of full surrender. A sign of reaching up for our Heavenly Father. A sign that we bring nothing, it's all Him. What are some other ways or patterns that we have in prayer. Kneeling, standing, walking, sitting. We can, we can sit with him in prayer. Uh, falling prostrate, laying on the back, the lifting of hands. The, uh, in the midst of praise, there is prayer. You look at the Psalms and they may start off with words of praise and then they move into prayer. 
So it can involve all of those things. So, number four, he knelt down. Now, what else do we find right after that? Three times. Three times a day, that day. Now, notice it doesn't say three times a day. It says three times that day. What's that day? That day he knelt down. <laughs> Could you be more specific? The day the decree went out. The day that the decree went out, that day, he did that and three times that day. Morning, noon, and night, three times a day, he opened the windows towards Jerusalem and prayed three times that day. Now, why do you think he prayed three times that day? Well, that was his custom. Yes. That was his custom. That's what we find out. He, he Three times that day, and then you look down, uh, this comes later, but we'll take it since it's here, as was his custom since early days. He's only a teenager, uh, and he prayed. And we've talked a lot about different aspects of prayer, and we'll talk about that some more in a moment. He prayed and what? Number seven. Give he thanks. prayed and give thanks. Gave thanks. He prayed. He was asking for something, and he gave thanks. He used his prayer time as a Thanksgiving time. But boy, <coughs> that day, what did he have to thank God about that day? Seem a question? I mean, we can, we had prayer this morning, and we thank God for this day, and for the sun shining, right? Right. And for the the the, the beautiful day. But boy, that day was a different day, wasn't it? That day was the day his death warrant was signed. Was going to be true to the king's rules or God's rules? He made a decision, didn't he? Yes. What could Daniel have given thanks for that day? For his relationship to the Lord. The Lord hadn't changed from the previous day to that day. Amen? Okay. His relationship was the same. You may have a wonderful day, and you can have a perfectly abysmal day. But God has not changed. Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord God. I change not. <laughs> he gave thanks that day for his relationship with the Lord. That the Lord, what else could he have given thanks for? He was alive. He was alive? <laughs> Pastor, at, yeah. at this time, uh, did the king realize that Daniel uh, was going to be on trial or whatever you want to call it? No, he's he, clueless. Yeah. He was so hooked <laughs> on his own ego, they had soothed his, his ego to the place where he said, Nobody's praying but to me. I think it'll be fun. I'll walk up to the mall and have people run up and pray to me. You know, he, 
He was on his own little ego trip. We find out later in the story when he realized when these nasty guys came in, he knew he'd been had. We'll talk about that later too. But uh, what else could he have given thanks for that day? Because he knew his God. He knew his God. It is one of my former sisters. <laughs> he comes, oh, hey, Ken, how's it going? Dave Bauman. He was, he was my assistant pastor at two different locations and then became the pastor after me at one location in Galleon. And he was on a, a trip over there and he was staying at a local youth hostel and ministering there. And, uh, you know, the same God who orchestrated things in the past is the same God who can orchestrate things in that day. Amen. Has God ever been faithful to you? Always. Has, has God ever blessed? Has God ever provided? He's the same God that day as he is this day. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, before we go any further in this prayer, we've got a song we got to be a part of. <laughs> How many of you are not ashamed to admit you got some down-home in you? <laughs> got some down-home in you. And uh, we're going to go there. Now, sometimes I have difficulty with my, with my computer hookup, but you just hang in there with me. And shout along with them. And forgive me if I sing bass on this old song. But Daniel reminds us here that he has a consistency in his prayer life. He doesn't allow that day to stop his praying. Doesn't allow that bad day. That terrible situation. To stop his praying to the Lord. Okay, gotta gotta go here. It, we're down home here. Okay, we're with the Gators again. Yeah. 
Now Daniel went home to his house, went to the upper room. Keep going, keep going. Open the window. Windows plural.
We praise you, Lord, for your mighty acts. Complete that healing as we do for Dave Swiger. Yes. Take away the pain, Father God. Yes. Complete the healing in that body. Yes, Lord. We ask. So Lord God, we're just so grateful for all of your blessings. Yes. All of the prayer requests mentioned here this morning. Their, their needs, their wants, their desires, Lord. But we praise you, Lord, in your firmament. We praise you, Lord, in your excellent greatness. And we just thank you, Lord, this morning. to help us 